Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We are in Ford Hall today, live on location where the Oilers alternate jersey is available exclusively at the Oilers Star. Uh, special Ford Hall pop up store location open. Every day this week from 12 till 7 p.m., men's and women's and youth sizes all available. Lots of player options, including Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent, Hopkins, Darnell Nurse, James Neal, Oscar Clefbaum, and Zach Gaskin, as well as alternate jersey merchandise to go with the jersey, along with other new merchandise to help fans get ready for the upcoming Edmonton Oilers season. Bob Stauffer and Angie Jones with you. And uh, what do we got going on here? Well, we can tell you, you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. I'll get to some texts. We'll hear from Joe Kim Nygaard coming up about one. 47 today. Royal Pizza celebrating 50 years in Edmonton, still making it great. On now through the end of October, Royal Pizza offering the combo special. Your choice of Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast, two medium gourmet pizzas, and four anniversary cookies, all for just 50 bucks. Pick that up at any of the 14 Edmonton and area locations. Big surprise last year in the Western Hockey League was the rapid ascension back to relevance for the Edmonton Oil Kings. And at this time, we are pleased to be joined by Oil Kings President and General Manager, Kurt Hill. Hi, Kurt. How you doing? I'm doing great. Ready to get the year going here this weekend. Well, uh, the Oilers, uh, just for the listeners that know, uh, the Oilers obviously play, discuss a lot. Vancouver tomorrow night and Calgary on Friday. The, the team will fly afterwards, going to Kelowna. Uh, Saturday is an off day, and then the team will practice Sunday and Monday. Jack and myself are going to stay here in Edmonton. I'm going to a football game Saturday and a hockey game on Sunday, so I'm looking forward to see you Perfect. guys play against the Red Deer Rebels. Um, just give me, I mean, you guys went undefeated in the preseason. Uh, lots of scoring. I know you guys had a draft last night because Brendan Ulrich, who used to produce my show, was drafting on behalf of 630 Chad, and he may have been getting a little bit of help with some of his picks. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. But how excited are you about uh, about this year's team? I mean, you don't maybe have the same... I mean, you had Fix Walensky, 100-point guy last year. You brought in a couple 20-year-olds up front last year. You have brought in a 20-year-old this year. But now you're seeing your wave of draft picks come through and really kind of take hold of this thing, aren't you? Yeah, I know exactly. The young guys got a great opportunity to play in the preseason. And, uh, you know, I know everybody doesn't have their full teams there, but um, there was a lot of older older players playing, and they showed that they can uh, handle the load in the preseason anyway. So we'll see how that goes over into the regular season. But early indication is, uh, you know, some of our younger players have taken that next step, and uh, that's exciting for, for our group to see that uh, they had good summers and they came back with an attitude that uh, they want to be in those leadership roles up front yeah so you, you lost some scoring up front you did trade for a 20 year old uh, that's right yeah. out of was it tri-city tri-city saw chuck yeah yeah and how's he how's he been 
Yeah, he led our team in scoring in the preseason. Again, I know that's a 20-year-old player playing in those games, and some of them are younger. But, uh, you know, we wanted him in all those games to get acclimatized to playing with some of our, our guys. And, uh, you know, he showed that he can really shoot the puck in the power play, and uh, and he really fit in with our group here so far. So expecting big things from him here this season. David Cope went to Calgary's camp. Liam Keeler was at the uh, Oilers' camp. Uh, it's a couple of your forwards, uh, and then you look in the back end. Robertson's still with the New York Rangers, or has he been reassigned yet? I know. No, he's still there. He's. Uh, I know they play their first game tonight. I don't think he's playing, but he, I think the plan is for him to potentially play this weekend and then come back. Okay. Ethan Cap was at Oilers camp as well. Uh, Connor McDonald went out to Ottawa. Is he back? Connor McDonald came back Monday. Yep. All right. So you're in pretty good. Uh, McLeod was in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's some. You had two others. I'm trying to. Uh, Alistrov went to Toronto. Williams went to Pittsburgh. And they're both back. Everyone's back except Robbie at this point. Okay, so you're, you're looking pretty good. Now, you picked up Josh Williams. That was an interesting trade of Brent Kemp because Kemp basically scored 30 goals last season, but you gained a year. Uh, Williams was pretty good in the Holinka Gretzky tournament and had an underwhelming, I mean, it's a surprise that he, you know, he didn't get drafted. Usually if you play in the Holinka Gretzky, you're going to get drafted in the NHL draft. This is a guy that has a chance to maybe, is it fair to say, might might be a bit of a breakthrough performer for you this season? Yeah, you know, I think maybe some of that draft pressure just gets to guys the wrong way. I saw it last year with two guys in the league, uh, Carson Folk that plays for Calgary, Luca Burzan and Brandon, both guys kind of didn't get drafted when we thought they were going to that one year when I was still working with Chicago and then last year they both have phenomenal seasons and end up getting drafted so you know that first year can be tough when it gets in guys heads and I mean for a 17 year old player in our league still to have over 30 points it's still a pretty good season for a for a 17 year old but I mean I know the expectations were a little higher there we as a staff feel he's got a high ceiling and uh, he's come back and I know he won our skating test here and our running test for our guys so we put the work in the summer and he's ready to go. Jake Neighbors played for Team Canada at the uh, Holinka Gretzky uh, this year over in uh, the Czech Republic. He didn't light it up offensively, but this is a guy in the playoffs last year that was a tour de force at times. Like he, for a kid that age, I mean, he was a very prominent player. Yeah, I know when things got tough down the stretch, I mean, he scored two overtime goals for us last year in the playoffs. It was up to close a point a game for a 16-year-old in some, you know, pretty heavy series playing Calgary and PA, though, second two. I mean, the first one was a little bit, the goalie was playing really well, Sogard and Medicine Hat was the scare, but the next two were physical series, and, and he rose to the occasion. So I, a little bit of that, maybe the Olympic size ice isn't really totally suited to Jake's game, but, uh, you know, getting him back here, he's been scoring in preseason, been fitting in well with Sawchuck. He's played with Gunther a little bit, too, and um, all the indications are that he's going to be a guy that's going to produce for us. All right, so Neighbors was uh, the Oil Kings' first-round pick in 2017. You mentioned Dylan Gunther. He was the number one overall pick in the WHL Bantam Draft in 2018, and every time I checked your your scoring summary in preseason, Kurt Hill, it looked like he uh, he was involved in it, and, and he can. There's some guy, you know what, like we, we see that with Evan Bouchard. He creates offense. He should have had a point last night, set up a wide open look for Ryan McLeod, and McLeod hit the post. Uh, And I look, you know, with Gunther, I mean, you know there's going to be some offensive production there. Oh, no question. I think still with him, a little bit of patience being a 16-year-old in the league, but when you got the first overall pick, the adjustment period is usually a little bit quicker. And, yeah, it just seems like even when you, he's one of those guys, you know, they, they exist in every level of hockey that even when he doesn't seem to be having his best game and is kind of quiet, all of a sudden you look at the end of the night and he's got a goal and an assist, and you're like, geez, I didn't even notice him out there tonight. But for this guy, I mean, when he's really firing in all cylinders, uh, he's a force to be reckoned out there. He's already a veteran player in our league with what he did last year, and uh, especially Special guy to add to our lineup for sure. Yeah, I scored three goals, had four points in eight games uh, as a 15-year-old. Connor McDavid, who played as an under, underage player, his first eight games in, in area, had 
uh, four points as well. Now, that's the end of that comparison. I mean, you're talking the best player in the world right now, but I do think that in Gunther, we are looking at a potential top 10 pick in his draft year just because of the way he can shoot. Well, he can really shoot it, and I think the the one exciting thing about Dylan is like he improves so much even from from the draft, and each year he seems to be getting better. And I know we talk about as a staff a lot, like he, he's still got so much more to grow. As, and, and physically, he's still growing, and just his game, he's got so much more, just the power that he's going to be able to bring, and even what he can do with his agility at the next level. I know, like you talked about Connor, like he's really got that agility and that ability to really move all that way. But this guy, uh, for where he's where he's at, and the way that he's continuing to trend i think he could be a pretty special player it's not a guarantee being a number one overall pick kurt i mean charlie matterdorfer was a number one overall pick in the whl bantam draft and he didn't pan out uh derek pouliot went number one and it did not and when i mean did not pan out i mean did not pan out at the nhl level pouliot's bounced around a bit but ryan nugent hopkins was a number one pick uh who else off the top of your head as a guy that used to work in the league office can you recall uh, okay i got you on the spot there <laughs> Jay Bomeister was Jones, a, yeah. that was a pretty good number one overall pick. It's still playing 17 years pro right now. So this is the team is slightly different than your team last year that won the Central Division. You're going to be the favorites this year. I think you know that. Um, but it is a younger team, is it not? And on that note, you got three 20-year-olds right now. Sachuk is one of them up front, but you only got one 20 as a forward. What's your goaltending situation? I, I guess because that might be the the question that might ultimately decide or the factor that might decide where you end up finish in the regular season standings. Yeah, I know we still have the three of them right now, so um, still decisions being made there, and uh, obviously uh, Miskew is a is a 20-year-old, so that's still stuff we're sorting out as a group, and uh, yeah, it's... Uh, you know what? Depending on how we start the season, maybe we start with we, we will start with three this weekend, and depending where we go, we'll see uh, what we decide to do in net. But um, last year, I know we went until December with two 20-year-olds at one point. So if we start with three, we start we end up having two at some point. It's the way it goes, but uh, we'll see. You went three rounds last year. Are you in your cycle right now to win? Like, I mean, it should be cyclical by nature in the Western League, and and for that matter, major junior hockey, and maybe the teams that are good every year i think we we think sometimes well there's other reasons why they're good every year but i think there's a lot of pressure in edmonton and calgary particular to kind of play by the rules in the whl given that they're owned by the weathers and the flames respectively um but are you kind of feeling like you're that this is you know the next 18 months you guys should have one of the top two teams in the entire league well, we we definitely feel we got a good group. Like what it looks like on paper, we really like our forwards. They're young, but uh, they we got four really deep lines. Our defense, when they're healthy, uh, you know, we feel like we got, you know, for sure five guys that can be, um, you know, in the top four of any team in the league. And um, and yeah, our goaltending's been really solid in the preseason. Here. I think we gave up four, seven goals in five preseason games with a pretty pretty young lineup. So no, we feel like we uh, with the opportunity to to have a special group is there. It's uh, again, it's a lot of things can happen over the course of a season with injuries and all that kind of stuff but uh, all the way things are trending and us as a group I mean us as a staff continue to work to get these guys better but uh, there it is a group uh, an exciting group that we have here I I gotta ask you speaking of guys that were injured Jackson Alexander came over uh, Manny Viveros had him in swift current he was uh, you guys gave up a fair amount to get him and he got hurt he suffered a shoulder injury I believe last year how has he looked so far? Uh, is he up and running here in preseason? What's going on there? Yeah, he had, he was all good all summer, and then he had a bit of a setback here in um, different injury in camp. So he hasn't. He's out right now. So he's likely uh, not going to be seen until October. 
Okay. So at this point, uh, okay. yeah, just a small setback. Because he is, another, I mean, when he's healthy, I think it's fair to say he's probably a top four defenseman in your league. Oh, yeah, for sure. We believe that he is. Uh, he was really playing well for us last year before he got hurt. And uh, so, again, again, getting him back in the lineup and getting him uh, up to speed is going to be the biggest thing. I wouldn't th- drop him in there and him be successful right away, but uh, give him a month and uh, we'll be good to go there. So, so you got Cap, who went to the Oilers camp. You, you got Connor McDonald, who was one of the top three scoring defensemen in the Western Hockey League, back from the Ottawa. He's, he is a 20-year-old. He's going to be with you all year. He's going to be a big part of things. Who are the other defensemen that you need to step up? Well, McLeod's got to got to take that next step too. I mean, he's he's a workhorse in this league. He was exceptional for us last year, so uh, he's a guy that we'll rely on to play uh, big mi- minutes. And then obviously Robertson's coming back, as you mentioned. And then Alexander is a guy that uh, yeah, once we get him in the lineup, he kind of he's a part of that older kind of group. Well, he's not that old, but for us, yeah, he feel he feels like he's an older guy uh, that can be um, you know a solid, pretty solid decor back there. All right, uh, you had a kid last year at 45 points, such. And uh, his father, Mark, uh, played at the University of Alberta. And to me, he's, he's got some interesting offensive instincts. Um, is he a guy that could blossom into a 60-70 point guy possibly this year? He's a late birthday, if I recall. Yeah, he's a late birthday, so it's his draft this year. So, yeah, I think it's uh, there's going to be opportunity there for, for Carter. He's, uh, like you mentioned, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but uh, his hockey sense is kind of what really does it for and him. And that's what his dad had as well. Yeah, he he has the ability to move the puck so well, make those pretty those real nice little plays, um, and he finds really nice little holes for scoring opportunities. So, uh, yeah, the opportunity is going to be there, and uh, Carter's got to take that upon himself to get to grab one of those and run with it. All right, look, uh, Kurt, best of luck in the home and home against Red Deer. What, what sort of vibe do you have on the Red Deer Rebels this year? Yeah, no, I think they're uh, you know the thing about Red Deer anytime you play them, you know they they compete extremely hard. Brent teams yeah. always compete hard, so we know that they're going to be ready to go. Um, they've made some moves to get a little bit younger so i think they're looking to trend a little bit in the younger yep. age group but they have some pretty good older players too so they're kind of uh you know they got kind of maybe a little bit what we had last year we had some really good older players but they got a pretty young group there that's up and coming as well and who else is going to be competing for top spot in the central division do you think uh, before the season, I, I mean, Calgary is going to take a, a big step this year. They made some pretty big yeah. acquisitions in acquiring Jet Wu from Moose Jaw. That's a pretty big add on the back end. So you know they're they're playing for serious. And uh, Medicine Hat, I mean, they got four forwards that probably should be over forty goal or thirty goals. And then they got uh, the big man in net that almost that almost Matt Sogard, yeah, <laughs> almost took us out in the first round last year. So when you got a goalie like that in there, you know, even if the guys up front aren't scoring thirty apiece, I mean, it was it was tough to put pucks by them last year. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. And Willie Desjardins back there as well. He had a lot of success in Medicine Hat. Uh, Sean Clouston now coaching in Kamloops after Serge Lejoie ended up going to NAX. Kurt, best of luck this season. We'll touch base down the road. Thank you, Bob. All right. Uh, when we come back in Oilers now, we will uh, get to our conversation with the Edmonton Oilers' Joe Kim Nygaard. This is Oilers Now live from Fort Hall. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630. Wow, we really went into the depths for this one. Let's go to this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Join Oilers Now on two great road trips to Chicago or Tampa Bay, including a five-night Caribbean cruise on the Tampa Bay trip. Reservations call New West Travel. Go online, newwesttravel.com. Brendan Escott, what do you got here? Oh, sometimes there's just nothing doing, Bob. So on this day back in 1988, former Oilers forward Andrew Miller is born in Bloomfield Hill. Michigan. He played 15 games between 2014 and 2016, registering a goal and five assists. Those 15 games, his only appearances in the NHL. If I recall correctly, he played a game with Taylor Hall and Anton Lander and had like three points in one game. 
So he got all his points in one game for the Oilers. That was a Craig McTavish signing for Andrew Miller. All right. This guy that we're going to hear from next, uh, the Edmonton Oilers were in on him February of last year. I know in March I asked both Oscar Kleffbaum and Adam Larson about him. And uh, today at practice, he was with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and James Neal. We have a one-on-one conversation with Joe Kim Nygaard. Joe Kim, how do you think it's gone for the first, uh, you know, four or five days of training camp for you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I mean, started started to get uh, get used to the rink here. Uh, I mean, the first game for me wasn't wasn't that good, but I mean, uh, first game in like five months and uh, everything is brand new here. So uh, I'm getting used to it, and uh, I know I can do better. A little bit of adjustment just on the angles in particular, given the wider ice surface over in Europe. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty big difference. Uh, it's a big difference when you when you have practiced, and now when you go, go into the game, it's it's even more. So, uh, but I mean, it's uh, I think it's it's good for my game. Like, if you beat a guy in the corner, you have some scoring chances. I can use my speed. I just have to learn when to use my speed. Uh, that's uh, probably probably gonna take a few games, but uh, I mean, I'm just going out there and do my best. Do you read anything in the lines today? You were with uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and James Neal. Yeah, uh, two really good players. I mean, uh, so it felt good good up there uh, today. So uh, we'll see uh, who is, who's going to play tomorrow in the game. You're one of the fastest guys that played over in the Swedish Hockey League. Um, when you saw Connor go, what were you thinking? <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, and his his hands goes really quickly too. So I mean, it's a fantastic hockey player. And, uh, it's uh, it's a pleasure to see him on us. Joe Kim, uh, has the Swedish contingent here helped you. Uh, Oscar Kleffbaum, you know, he played in Farstad, and uh, you got. Uh, Adam Larson, it was with Sheleftia. So you've got all these, you know, now Joel Person is here from, I believe it's pronounced Vekia. Vekia. Looks like he's going to have a good chance. There's going to be a lot of, even William Lagerson's got a chance to make the team as well. Uh, So a heavy Swedish contingent of there's, there's a saying with agents will tell you, you can never go wrong with a guy from the, uh, a place that starts with the letter S, Sweden and Saskatchewan, which is a province in Canada. And they say there's always hard work and nice guys. But what is it about Swedes in particular that are easygoing when it comes to, uh, to hockey? What do you think it is? I mean, Swedish people is, is pretty nice. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the same here in Canada. I mean, uh, I think Canada is pretty similar to Sweden. I mean, everybody is around, around here is really nice and uh, sometimes too nice. <laughs> I mean, so uh, I mean, for it's it's nice to have some Swedes here too. So it's uh, making it easier for me to coming here. Clefum has shown me around here in the town and I've played golf for the second time in my life. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't that good, but uh, I mean, it's good to have some sweets here. Uh, there you go. That is uh, the one and only Joachim Niger, who is possibly playing tomorrow night for the Edmonton Oilers on a line, I'm going to guess, with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and James Meal. Stay tuned. I made a factual error. I'd like to thank Ashley 
over at Cantwood Ford for correcting me. Uh, always like to get the information right. Uh, Serge Lajoie is at OHA, not NAX in terms of the elite hockey schools in town. So my apologies. By the way, I think Serge is going up uh, into the UVA's uh, Wall of Fame. And why not? He won the Sullivan Trophy back in 1992-93. For, at that time, the CIAU Men's Hockey Player of the Year, won a national championship in 92 on a defense that had two players go on to the NHL, Ian Herbers and Corey Cross, uh, Serge Lajoie, Garth Primack, who was the University Cup MVP that year when the Bears won the title, and then Serge won multiple championships as an assistant coach and head coach with the Alberta Golden Bears program last year with Kamloops, and now at OHA. Thank you to all the texters. We got lots of texts. Um... A lot of positive comments today. Thomas Yurko. A lot of you liked what you saw out of him. Tonight on Inside Sports, Reed Wilkins, Brendan Escott. What's he got shaking? He's got the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. You'll also hear from former Eskimos long snapper Roger Reinson, who will reflect on the career of Ricky Ray. He gets his uh, name up in the Ring of Honor this Friday. Tiger Cats linebacker Simone Lawrence and U of A Golden Bears football talk. Oilers and a little more. Louis DeBrusque will be one of our guests on tomorrow's show, which is currently fluid. Got a jam-packed show for your Friday as well. Got some great guests on Friday. Up next, the news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell. A reminder, Ford Hall, Oilers alternate jersey. Check it out. Off to Eileen Bell with a news, weather, and traffic update. Then the 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.